0: Welcome, everyone, to the Derek Diamond Experience podcast, episode 143. It's phase two of the Marvel Cinematic Universe roundtable discussion with myself, Adam Waldron, and Bill Lyons. We talk Captain America Civil War and why we think it's vastly overrated, except for the Spider-Man and Black Panther appearances. We also talk about some of the newer films in the MCU, like Doctor Strange and Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, which we get into full spoilers with Guardians. So if you haven't seen it yet, go watch the movie, and then come back and listen to the podcast. And of course, we can't forget the Netflix shows, which I actually like better than most of the movies, such as Daredevil and Jessica Jones, and some things we're excited about coming up with the MCU over the next couple of years, like Spider-Man Homecoming, Infinity War, Guardians 3, so much more. I mean, this is a a huge media machine that is just going to keep on trucking for the next several years. But before we get into part two of the roundtable, I have to tell you about our proud sponsor, Audible. Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash nerdcave. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. And without further ado, here is phase two of the MCU roundtable discussion. You're listening to the Nerd Cave Network. Moving on to phase three, Civil War. All right, eh. who wants eh. to go eh. first? Eh.
1: All right, this is my. I'm just going to sit back. This is my problem with Civil War. Alright, it is a bad ripoff of Winter Soldier. They make some half-cocked conflict that splits them apart. What, I mean not feeling good because they dropped a city on wherever that was. Fake place. You Fake, fake, fake place, Russia. Fake place. Earth. You know, weird European country. You know, um, like... And then, and then it's like, oh, bringing up all this conflict. Oh, well, it's just this—you got this guy running around, masterminding this whole plan. I don't know why he's doing that. What because they dropped a city in a fake place, and then you've got oh, Captain America and and oh. Iron Man, they're finally going at one another. Oh, boy. Why they are they going at, at each other? Because Captain America is in love with Bucky Barnes. <laughs> that is why they're going at each other. So is this a love triangle? It is. It is at its <laughs> basic form. And they don't hide it, but they throw out this Winter Soldier crap. And then, oh, no, guess what? Big twist, which was actually a pretty crazy twist was, oh, Bucky killed Tony's parents. Spoiler alert. I should have put that before that. Um, we did the spoiler beforehand. Yeah, It's fine. So you you throw in all this stuff, and then, oh, they, uh, Iron Man freaks out and then gets his ass kicked by Captain America. And then at the end, I guess they break out all the people. I, I just sat there, and I'm like, the first half of the movie was boring. It was boring. We were sitting in UN meetings for half of it. You know, we were, we We were were sitting in UN meetings for half the movie. And, uh, then you get done with it. And I mean, I know it was Captain America, Civil War, but it was just Winter Soldier rehashed with Iron Man and everybody in there. The coolest scene was when Spider-Man actually, I'm not a big Spider-Man fan and you, you know this, that was my favorite part of the movie. Yeah. And that's saying something. I thought Spider-Man kid did great. I'm excited about the new movie coming out. Um, But you get there and it's it's like all right, you have the airport scene. They should just they probably should just rolled that up into a twenty minute thing and threw it on the screen. I would have respected that way more than than that film. A Marvel Short film. I'm
2: done. My problem with Civil War, crack my knuckles here. I think I read probably the most comics out of the three of us, but I still don't read a ton. Mm -hmm. Civil War is one of my top three favorite stories ever told in comics. I haven't read all of it yet because what what's great about the Civil War and the books is they have a trade paperback for almost every single faction. Spider-Man, Fantastic Four, you know, um, photographers and, and journalists, there's a book for, you know. So it goes all the way across the board, but the main book of Civil War that is the overall umbrella story is so amazing. And as I cited earlier, the only time I've ever thought Cap was a badass. Captain America was a badass. We got a badass Captain America. We got a very emotional unmasking of Spider-Man. So wait,
1: you're telling me that you didn't get a high school version of Captain America who's following Bucky Barnes to his locker after third (laughs) period? You didn't get that in the comic books? Oh, I'm sorry.
0: No, he passed him a note in gym class.
2: (laughs) I, as soon I'm as, going to refrain <laughs> as, as soon as the MCU started I have hope and prayed for Civil War and then when Stanley spoiled it a little bit of like well we'll see and then eventually we did get Civil War but like Adam said it was Captain America Civil War yeah. it wasn't Marvel Studios presents Civil War. It was Captain America, Civil War, and it was garbage. It was total garbage. It was boring. It wasn't the story that I fell in love with. And that's fine. You can alter the story to fit the Phase 2, Phase 3 plan, but it just, it was nothing. Like you said, it it was Winter Soldier 2. It was not Civil War. That's my biggest problem with it. Just call it Winter Soldier 2.
0: That's fine. It should have been an Avengers Film like it shouldn't have been Captain America: Civil War. It should have been Avengers: yeah. Civil War. Exactly. It, it should have had exactly much more of a build up. And to I it. think
1: I think it was such a broad movie. Like we were in Russia, we were in Berlin, we were in God knows where. Then we were back in New York. And I feel like and and I don't know the comic as much. No, yeah. I, I just from the what I've read about it. And I feel like it should have been a very zoned in movie. It where, was where where yeah. where it should have just been. All about this friction at home. People figuring out what we're going to do with the Inve- with the Avengers. Yeah, that that's, type exa- thing. that's exactly not what this it was. Global, whatever. I mean, it was mystery chase. It
2: was so split in the books. Sue Storm left her family mm-hmm.
0: to go join
2: Capside. side. Well,
0: that was another reason why they couldn't do the story writers because they don't have all the characters. Because yeah. Fantastic Four, especially Reed Richards plays a very important role in a civil very war a very important role he yeah. he's cuz he sides with tony
2: cuz they're already out the whole the whole point of civil war which they try to shoehorn in shoehorn into the movie is that a group of young avengers i believe is what their team name is called blew up a block of a city and a bunch of kids died and stuff and and civilians which kind of translates well to the movie cuz scarlet witch blows up a building accidentally so I get that parallel that was fine.
1: Yeah, they blew it up though in like I... continue Bill. It, well
2: that that was the point. And the the government said the whole the whole thing with Civil War was you have to register or you're going to be charged as a vigilante. And Stark was on the side he was on, Cap wasn't, and it became a actual war between heroes and it was you know, Sue didn't like what reed was doing and she spent one more great night with her family made love to her husband this is in the book it's not my she says this in her inner dialogue and leaves and finds cap which is bloodied and strapped up to a chair to heal I'm like cap's a fucking badass
0: yeah now the highlights of civil war there were there are were them two. driving on the american side when they're in germany I was well, going to say too. when the credits roll, <laughs> that too, and you touched on it introducing Spider-Man yeah. because
2: oh, that so was cool. So that cool. was the airport scene was really badass. <clears throat> I don't, I don't like that he's a kid again, but it's fine. We're yeah, getting we're, we're getting Spider-Man literally back home.
0: Marvel did Spider-Man better in 20 minutes than Sony did throughout five movies, and I have like full confidence in saying that because. You know, Spider-Man was my guy growing up. I loved the comics, loved the the animated series. I'm with you, bud. Love me some ASM. And then you know, finding out, oh, they've got the rights to put Spider-Man with, you know, I was excited to see him interact with Tony Stark, uh, Captain America, all the Avengers, and I thought his introduction was perfect. My only hang-up for Homecoming is that it's still a Sony picture. Yeah, which I, I've read that that might be changing. Okay. Really soon.
2: I mean, I know it's just the the studio; they can probably put whoever they want on it if they got the rights back. But they're yeah. not back yet, is the point. With it still, if it's still a Sony picture, that means Marvel and Disney won't still won't get the rights back because it's another. They have to make a movie every seven years, or the rights revert back to Marvel. Mm-hmm. And you know, we got another seven years if it's if it falls under a Sony production.
0: Well my only highlights from Civil War introducing Spider-Man and Black Panther. Like my my takeaways from that movie. Staring off into the distance. Yes. <laughs> my thoughts were coming out of the movie. I'm like, "Okay, I'm excited for the Spider-Man and Black Panther movies." I'm pretty
1: it. sure if the Guardians of the Galaxy sat down and watched Civil War, they would it would be a mystery science theater 3000. I was hoping style that's where you were viewing of that. of that film. Yeah.
0: And th- those were really the only highlights. Like I, I enjoyed the movie initially, but I did watch it again, and like yeah, it was it was okay, but it was vastly overrated.
1: And we're not opinion. even. Are
0: we even getting Civil War two? It was supposed to be in the pipeline. Wasn't
2: I it? hope not. I'm not. sure. I know sure. that's
1: bad, but I hope not. I mean,
2: I'm I mean, if they did it right, sure. Do it right, don't do it I'd rather right. just go right to Infinity. Yeah. War and just not just pretend it didn't when
1: happen. When does that come out? Is that next year?
0: It Infinity War is years? May fourth, twenty eighteen. Oh, it is yeah, next so year.
1: It's part one, and then part two is part two Fam-
0: is uh, May
2: third, twenty nineteen. That worries me a little bit, then, because didn't they just start filming? I they did like a month ago. That worries me a little bit. They're going to churn out all the CGI they got
1: to do for that flick in a year. Hmm. I. This is. This it's got to. It has to be done in a year. Yeah, but at the same time, though, they have so many. Their their budget probably for that film, they could probably use four hundred CG companies. Yeah, I mean, look at look Fair. at some of the last Avenger movies, and you're sitting there waiting for those post credit post credit scenes, and you're just going through the CG artists, going through the CG. I mean, ten, fifteen, twenty different companies are doing CG on it. So I f- I feel like they can probably half it up. Yeah, I mean, I'm but, not but sure spe- I mean, should they though? Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, it you got to think if you we've have the resources long, to do it, then why we've not? come a long way in CG every two years. We basically double our our capacity. So yeah. I, I think they can do it because, you know, they've probably been working on stuff already. Yeah. You know, next movie, one that I was actually very
0: surprised with and is one of my favorites. Doctor Strange. I enjoyed Doctor Strange.
2: I it love is. I love the ending, the the infinity loop. Mm-hmm. As I play Magic the Gathering and as someone that hates to be infinite comboed out, it was so cool to see that on the screen. Dormammu,
0: I have come to bargain. Yeah,
2: yeah, it was you know, it was super funny and just badass. He's just like, "I'm just going to keep you in this infinity loop and that's how I'm going to win. I'm just going to go infinite and
1: so Doctor Strange pops back up. He's in Thor Ragnarok. That's the one. Yeah. All
0: right. Oh, is he really? Mm-hmm. Nice.
1: Because at the end credit scene,
0: doesn't someone come? He was talking with, uh, I think with Thor. Was it Thor?
1: Or was it someone else? No, didn't someone come looking for Thor? Or no, no, it was Thor.
2: Yeah. And then I don't if- remember that scene. Look it up.
0: There was some type of scene that it. related to Thor and at the end it said Doctor Strange will return in Thor Ragnarok. Which mm. by the way,
1: guys, not to get off topic, the um Thor like like what was Thor up to during Civil War short was yes. awesome. Yes. <laughs> it was so he's good. Like, he's like sitting there playing the guitar, the acoustic guitar. It was just perfect. Um
2: let's Do- see this. Doctor is- Strange was one of those Movies like Guardians, we were talking about, where th- an Ant Man, where they could pull apart from it, a l- pull apart from the formula a little bit, and tell yeah. tell a different story. Some of it was kind of boring. You're you know, right. it it's just Thor. It's just him studying a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right then. All right. On that, and actually, that ex- I completely forgot about that scene. That explains more why Loki is in Ragnarok.
0: Yeah. So that. All right.
1: All right. Yeah. I'm excited. Cool. Tied that one up. Quite but, um, Doctor Strange was really good.
0: Yeah. <clears throat> Probably the I think the best visual oh, yeah. Marvel movie just because of all the spells and the magic and everything. The
2: one thing I didn't like about the visuals was I wasn't a huge fan of Inception because it gave me a headache, and it reminded Boom. me of, it reminded me a lot of Inception. With some it did the, a little bit, yeah, and it just like oh,
0: just made me dizzy, want to throw up. The latest movie that came out for the Marvel Cinematic Universe, all three of us have seen. Guardians of the Galaxy, Volume 2. Now, now spoilers. <laughs> huge, huge spoilers. Yeah, huge We've spoilers said it once.
2: This. We're saying it twice. You should have seen all the movies up to this point. We understand if you haven't seen Guardians, but this is your warning. All right. Three, two,
0: one. What did you guys think of it?
2: It was super fun. Nothing happened, but it was super yeah. fun. I disagree. Well, Disagree. It's a free country. You can disagree mm-hmm. with me all you want.
1: It, it was the slow... It was slow. I'll, I'll tell you. It was the slow creep of... It has slow burn. Nothing of, happened until the third of, act. ...of doom. And what's funny is because I, a lot of the times I go into these movies knowing nothing about the bad guys or... Mm-hmm. Nothing, so, I mean, I honestly did not know Kurt Russell was going to be the bad guy. I didn't know either. I, I didn't I, know that. I So, I like... I know zero about ego. But, it, but what was funny was as we progressed through the film... You know, and you you sit there and you you start to get this sense of That's what I really loved about the film is you of something that's almost that like uh that Stepford wives feel like that Yeah, that I know it's, someone, like it's if it's too, too good too utopian, if right? If it's too
2: good to be true, like it probably not, is. There's
1: not something that like something is out of place. And it, it went all the way up to obviously I the, am the ugly? Farm. Yeah. <laughs> That, yes, but oh, that's yeah. okay. Those, that. I, yeah, someone, I thought it was insanely funny. It was, yeah. you know,
2: we talked about it a little bit before the podcast, and I'll just reiterate it was one Drax joke after the other with a little bit of I am Baby Groot in it, and it was Baby fine. Was it was awesome. totally fun. I enjoyed going. It'll get into the collection, but I just felt like it was nothing. It wasn't even boring. That wasn't even it. There was zero plot until the end of the third act. Yeah. And. Well, I think you had a lot you know. of stuff
1: with the Ravagers. You know, you had yeah. a lot of backstory there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yondu. Was... And and so, yeah, The the st- I will I will give you that. The plot was fractured amongst several different things because you had, like, the Yondu kind of storyline, which I did not know Sylvester Stallone was going to play. A, oh, you like, didn't I know think. he, was, he did was in it? it. No, I didn't either. know. Either. Wow. When
2: I saw Sly
1: in the <laughs> opening like, credits, I was like, where to go, Sly? <laughs> I was like, what All is right. this? I'm like, this is cool. Um, but then, you know, you had that kind of, like, connection in with Rocket into there. And obviously the little baby Groot. Baby Groot was my favorite because of everyone's general <laughs> concern for his safety. He was like the family thing. dog. He was like, and, and it was just like, all right, come on my shoulder now. Like we're about to like do real grown up stuff. Hold on. <laughs> you know, and it's like he's running around doing his goofy little baby Groot stuff. And it's like, all right, Groot. That's the enough. opening I'm credits on. were awesome. Let's, go. Let's get out. Oh, of yeah. Here.
2: The opening credits were fun. And I was actually a little not even disappointed, but I thought that monster in the um, trailers was Shumagorath, mm-hmm. and it's not. It's just some random tentacle monster, as far as I can tell. But it worked, though. Yeah, it was fine. It was all about Baby Groot. It wasn't about yeah. what, what they were fighting. But that, that whole fight scene, the movie is bookend. The fight scene and Yandu's funeral are the best parts of that movie.
0: The funeral was pretty emotional. I'm as far as storytelling yeah. goes. Because
2: you get them being the Guardians in the opening credits, fighting together and being themselves. And at the end, the, f- the end of the f- third act, you get them fighting Ego. You get a little bit more of the, you know, no one has tape. If anyone's going to have tape, Rocket, it's you. You know, you get that. And and then you get the very touching Yandu's funeral, which is, which is I think, a really great payoff for that character. And yeah, yeah th- there was a ton of character development. I loved it so much and it answered every question that the volume 1 had which i think is rare for a sequel to do see
1: now and i would have i would have said this i thought this would have been a pretty cool little little different of the of the movies if you didn't have all the ego stuff and you really played on the whole uh because i thought the gold people i don't know remember what they were what were their names Uh the, the sovereign the yeah. sovereign like, I thought they were cool. Like, that whole dynamic of them being, like, kind of hunted down by them slowly. Yeah, that would have been a Like, I feel bot. like if they were yeah. the main villain, that could have been really cool. I think they will but, be for the third it, one. And, and I think they should because I think you could do some really badass yeah. stuff with that. The right, video um, game I, thing I, I with really them.
2: There, there was so much funny stuff. And then Ego <laughs> turning into um, Hasselhoff.
0: That was awesome. That was hilarious.
2: <laughs> like, Hasselhoff is such a sport,
0: man. Yeah. I love David Hasselhoff. Yeah. My favorite quote: the Giant Pac-Man. <laughs> oh, that was great! wack, wack, wack. What's funny whack, is whack, whack. if you get to the
1: bottom end of the credits and the special things, you see like. Uh, I thank the, you to Namco. What? Yeah, whatever uh, for Pac-Man.
0: The end credits were really cool too because you had all the moving stuff in the background, oh, yeah. and there all would the be IM groups. yeah, the I am groups would change to something else. I was like, that's so
1: cool. Yeah, it was a fun movie. Yeah, but was, I will I will agree with you. The plot lacked substance, like the first one did. It wasn't cohesive. Yeah, yeah. But um, it was still still fun, nonetheless. It
0: had, I think, some more emotional moments than the first one did. Like because, yeah. especially the quote. It's by an unspoken th- thing, Derek. <laughs> <laughs> the quote by Yondu when he says to Star Lord, he says, "Ego might be your father, but he ain't your daddy." I'm your daddy, boy. Yeah. Uh, he, well, th- even the way he said it, which for those who have never met him, Michael Rooker is certifiably insane. That is Michael Rooker. Michael Rooker yeah. at Pensacon. That was Yondu.
2: I, a a drunk person asked him to punch him in the face,
0: and Michael Rooker punched him in the face. <laughs> yes. This, yeah. act- this actually happened. Michael Rooker. The Rook. Love the Rook. Uh, Rooker's awesome. But that's... Where would you compare Guardians two to one? Which do you like better? I like one better just because there's more of a plot, but
2: two is fantastic.
1: I like I like one, um, because I I'll, I'll agree with Bill. Like the plot was tighter around, you know, you got that sense of of well, all right, the Ronan guys coming. Yeah, really Ronin yeah. yeah. was the up, yeah for sure. You know, and and it was, and I'm a big proponent in movies. Having a plot or a focus that's a little bit more narrow, so understanding that that battle on um, Xandar, yeah, you, you know, was very right there. You know, okay, so it's they got to stop this thing from hitting there, and that that's where the final battle all took place. So having that kind of encompassed narrow view, I think, helped. Whereas this one was like, all right, the bad stuff's really happening everywhere. <laughs> you know, like. Everywhere has bad stuff happening that we've got to save the galaxy.
2: The one thing I was really hoping for was when Ego's plants were taking over the planets, specifically Earth. I was really, really hoping for an Iron Man intervention because Iron Man becomes part of the Guardians of the Galaxy. And that would have been a really huge, really great fan setup. But we didn't get that. We just got a couple people trying to take selfies with the huge blob trying to kill them. Yeah. So that was kind of a letdown too.
0: Yeah, that was kind of my my only issue was that if this big catastrophic thing is happening, wouldn't one of the Avengers try to intervene? No, it did
2: happen pretty quick. So I understand why they didn't want to just write stuff in just for that little bit. of Because again, everything happens in the last 10, 15 minutes of the movie. You don't want to cram too much in there. But even in the extra credits, we got like, what, three? We got three extra credit scenes. There's five. Was there five? Mm -hmm. I thought there was only three or four. Nothing happened in those either. We got like, I'm pretty sure it was Black Adam, spoiler from The Sovereign. And the best Stan Lee cameo by far, not just in the credits, but the the main movie cameo was fantastic. Having the Watcher in there and and just that whole aspect, because the Watcher is basically the serious Deadpool of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. The Watcher sees everything in that universe and having Stanley just chilling on the planet of the Watchers, you know, I think was is a great way, his a great swan song.
1: Yeah. Teenage Groot, though. Teenage Groot. <laughs> I am Groot. I am Groot. I'm tripping over your vines. This place is a
2: mess.
0: That mind numbing <laughs> video game. You just play that all day long. I would agree. I think one is I think one's slightly better, but if I were to give one like an eight and a half, I would give two like a seven and a half or an eight. Yeah, it, just, Two has better comedy, but one has better story. I would agree with that. Yeah. Before we continue this fantastic roundtable discussion, I have to remind you that for you, the listeners of the Derek Diamond Experience podcast, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. And as I mentioned earlier, they have a ton of books to choose from, over 180,000 of them. And they have genres for everyone. If you're a fan of mysteries, romance, science fiction, nonfiction, autobiographies, they have everything. I mean, I've been listening to Star Wars books, but I even downloaded the newest Neil deGrasse Tyson book, Astrophysics for People in a Hurry. Uh, If you're into that kind of stuff, you can easily find that on Audible and use your free audiobook download to get said audiobook. And if you're on the go like I am but you still love to read, Audible is a fantastic service. I can't recommend it enough. But to get your free audiobook, go to audibletrial.com/nerdcave. Again, that's audibletrial.com/nerdcave for your free audiobook download and free 30-day trial today. Now, movies we have coming up. Uh, we have two this year. We have Spider-Man Homecoming, which comes yes. out in July. Hot Aunt May. And then November we have Thor Ragnarok. Oh yeah, Thor.
1: Yeah, really excited about that. I'm excited
0: for both of those. I mean, with with Spider Man, like I'm not a fan of the Vulture. Like I do not like that character. But Michael Keaton. But though. Michael Keaton will make me like that character because Michael Keaton is amazing. Well, Michael
1: Keaton jumping ship, to I, Marvel.
0: I think he's gonna be
1: great. <laughs> <laughs> one of one of my favorite memes is you, a, <laughs> can, you can tell he is a very intelligent person. <laughs> my that is a smart move jumping ship yes. oh, oh yeah
2: super smart move you know he's 30 like, years later
1: yeah <laughs> like,
2: jumping that ship
1: he probably got a call from zach and was like hey mike we'd just like you to come by the studio hey oh what amazing spider yeah i'll go just write me in i'll be a birdman is this a birdman remake yeah you know what <laughs> sure, meant. i'll do it yeah, yeah. just sorry zach i gotta go to this marvel thing even if I were in it for like three
0: seconds, I'll still do it.
2: I Do you guys remember the memes that were going around when RoboCop 2014 was coming out? and Because they have new Commissioner Gordon and old Batman in the same movie, and they have scenes mm-hmm. together. And the, the memes were, um,
0: you look really familiar. And then Michael Keaton's <laughs> just like, you're thinking of someone else. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite meme that I've seen from Homecoming is, is the scene when it's like Michael Keaton's driving a car and he's leaned back and he's looking at Peter Parker and he says, you don't want to mess with me. And then it cuts to Spider-Man. He's like, why? And it cuts to Michael Keaton and he's
1: holding a picture of himself as Batman. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but I'm actually... All right, so I'm not a big Spider-Man fan because I don't think the movies are very good. Some of them have been good, but I I will will agree there have been more misses than hits. The only two I think that are, are really that... Great, and because I did not like the Tobey Maguire ones, except for the two. second one. Yeah, second two, one, yeah, two was, uh, was great. Two was, the was best. solid. I think it was the best Spider Man movie, and then I did not mind the first Andrew Garfield one. Yeah. The second one, just go back to uh, Derek Diamond Experience podcast number 31. The, the 30 thing, the thing with it's, it's one of the early episodes. And you will find my uh, <laughs> thoughts on that movie. But then this movie. The, the
2: thing with the second ASM, the Amazing Spider Man movie, with Garfield, is that. The death of Gwen Stacy is one of my favorite stories,
1: so I have to like that a little bit. No, it marred the movie. They had great Ugh. chemistry and they destroyed it. Yeah, that's what happens. His the love of his life died. Yeah, and then we're going to go to the cemetery for four seasons and then he's going to be okay and go out there and fight a giant rhino. Sure. Let's go. He's going to fight
0: Paul Giamatti in a rhino yeah. suit. <laughs> I thought it, this would never have worked, but I would have laughed my ass off if they had just recast Emma Emma Stone as Mary Jane I Watson. I think
1: I would have respected that a lot more. I think that would have been awesome. <laughs> like, oh, it's her adopted twin sister. Yeah. <laughs> I
0: loved Emma Stone in those movies. God. Oh, and, really and Dennis Leary
2: as Captain Stacy. Yeah, yeah kill him. So too. so yes. Yeah. Well he dies he dies before his Now role. for
0: the Toby Maguire movies. I gotta give him this. Willem Dafoe is Norman oh, Osborn so and Green good. Goblin he was made for that role. Awesome. Although
2: yeah. it's kind of like when they're both in their suits, it's just like action figures
0: talking to each other. Yeah. The the <laughs> green
2: you want to join me, Spider Man. The Green no,
0: Goblin you're a suit bad guy, was no. The Green Goblin suit was very Power Ranger like. Yeah, but the, I mean, it's it's tough to pull off that the, the
1: debut action. of James Franco on our on our silver screen. I don't know. Were those movies? Maybe. That's a good question. Because uh, he was he was yeah yeah he was yeah. Harry he was Norman Harry but w- did he play in anything large before that? Because I mean I don't talk know. about a career saver because he could have been Hayden Christensen, <laughs> <laughs> <You know? laughs> Like to be honest with how bad that third Spider yeah. Man movie was, I mean I still think that's the worst Spider Man movie. Oh. What's that? Spider Man
0: three to me is worse than ASM. 3. I
1: just I didn't like Tobey Maguire. I'm, I'm and I just. Looking back at them now,
2: he was—he wasn't a good. It's the same thing we talk about: Batman and Bruce Wayne. He was an okay Peter Parker, but he wasn't a good Spider-Man. And Andrew Garfield was a good Spider-Man, but not
1: a good Peter Parker. Exactly. Yeah. And the new kid, who I don't know his name, Tom Holland. I look at him and I'm like, I think that's what they were trying to do with Tobey Maguire. So I'm a little bit excited about about him because from what I saw, I'm like, yeah, let's let's do let's do this. I think it's going to be going to be better um but I, I i am excited to see that because like i said it's spider-man's one where i don't know i've just seen those movies and i yeah i, a, I, li- I like the andrew garfield one and then the, the spider-man 2 just where were we going with all that i mean all of that it, there movie. there was too much it was it was, it was, it was a, like very a very bad very, movie but
2: yeah. love emma stone love the yeah. love the overall story of um you know, her dying, her death. Mm. But it should have been Green Goblin. Shocker shouldn't have been in it. There, were, there was too much crap going on. They were trying to set up the Sinister Sticks, and then the franchise got yeah. folded again, which sucked. I would have loved to see the Sinister Sticks oh, yeah. on, on the screen. Now, I have a confession to make
0: while we're talking about Marvel movies. I like the first two Fantastic Four movies. I don't necessarily mind them. If you had said the newer one then I'd probably mute my microphone. I refuse to rent that movie. I, I haven't seen I it. I keep uh, waiting for it to be on Prime. I'm not going to give it any money. I will say this to, to you two and anyone who is listening to this movie. <laughs> that is an hour and a half of your life that you will want back. It's <laughs> It's worse than Batman and Robin. It is, wow. the, it is the worst superhero movie that has ever been made. At least in, in Batman opinion. and Robin we get the back card. Even the Mister Freeze quote: "You don't funny. have it. I'll borrow it from you. Six what, million.
1: What killed the dinosaurs? The Ice Age. The ice Age. I'm like, no, it's not even like historically accurate. Chill, chill. Allow me to break chill. the ice. Take two and call me in the morning.
2: Where did those blades come from in their
1: boots, dude? You're Batman. You're you're always prepped. <laughs> Ask Adam West. It's you're the always hockey. prepped. It's the hockey team from hell." <laughs> But no, fa-
0: the new Fantastic Four, the one that came out two years ago, was absolute garbage. And even the, me, it didn't even the director come out and tweet about how awful it was. Freaked out about yeah, it because
1: he, he was like, if it was the movie I wanted to make, it would have been good. I was like,
0: it's a really kind of so a fascinating that means you're and you're
2: just doing it for the money. I
1: mean, fair enough. Like, do it for the money, whatever. But
0: then but I heard like him and Miles. do Him and Miles Teller, the guy like Ben Affleck, Richards. Just just give up on directing. Yeah. <laughs> you know,
1: if it's gonna be that bad, just walk away.
0: Yeah. I remember it was good. But uh, like Josh Trank oh, really and, and, and Miles Teller. The new Batman. Yeah. They got into like a fist fight on set from what I heard. So I mean they, Wait who? I'm sorry, Derek. Uh Josh Trank and Miles Teller. I heard uh, like they like got into a, like an yeah, actual fight and they had to be that. pulled
1: apart. Like yeah, it, it's just Which an funny awful enough movie. uh and this is a side note. Uh Adam Side thirty second side note. Watching, uh, because we had Titanic night down at the ballpark, (laughs) watching the special features, I did not know James Cameron was such like a dictator. Oh, yeah. Like, I did not know that. I was like, oh, my God. That's why he only makes one movie every 10 years. You know, they were like someone poisoned their soup. Wait, what? Yeah, they poisoned. They put like LSD or something in their soup. And like Bill Paxton, James Cameron, they all had to be rushed to the hospital when they're shooting up there because... "Quote unquote," they were holy crap. It. Like, it, was, it was crazy watching some of the special features. But continue. I don't know where we were. No, I was just saying that
0: no one should watch Fantastic Four. No, nope. the the originals. Granted, I don't think they're the best movies that have ever been made, but no. they, they they have their moments. They're they're popcorn flicks. They're fine. Yeah. I, I own them. You know, it was cool seeing Silver Surfer,
2: and I loved Chris Evans as Johnny Storm. You know, I think I mentioned this on a previous podcast. If I ever get to meet Chris Evans, I want a screenshot from the first Avenger movie where he's jumping across the Hydra, um, like in the factory, in the Hydra factory, he's jumping across and there's the flames all over him. And I want him to inscribe flame on.
0: I remember you talking about it. Because
2: yeah. we me and my buddy actually yelled it when we went to the premiere. You know, he jumped across the chasm. We were just like, flame
0: on. And it was,
2: it was howls. It was great.
0: What about Thor Ragnarok? Trailer just came out not too long ago.
2: More I- excited. More excited after the new trailer, for sure. Me I think too. what
1: you can see is you can see like they're taking almost a little Guardians of the Galaxy approach yes. with like kind of the I don't I wanna I don't know what to call it. It's like the late eighties yeah, like it has a little Tron bit of an effect, type. yeah, an '80s
0: sci-fi, yeah, adventure feel to it.
1: Which, which Flash. I think they're probably sitting there looking Uh-oh. at, and they're like, "All right, you know, we could make it all dark and brooding and all this, or we could take a lighter approach, like they did with Guardians." And I don't yeah. know. I, I will say the departure from Earth is kind of. It's one of the connections that I liked. Is that you know Thor had all of this worlds out, all the worlds out there. But he still had that connection to Earth, you know, and um, almost to to where everyone was like, dude, where are you? You know, you're Thor. Come on. Why do you always go back to this little tiny planet? And so with that kind of being gone, I don't know. Yeah. That, that's my only concern about the movie.
0: Yeah. Uh, let's see. Wrote down a couple of things. Favorite Marvel post credit scene. Shawarma. Shawarma. Shawarma really good. It's either that or the one that started it all with yeah. Nick Fury saying, you know, I'd like to invite you to the Avenger initiative.
1: I F- don't know. And then I'm going to throw Teenage Groot up there. <laughs> oh, yeah.
2: That's
0: true. Teenage Groot is super funny. Yeah. I am Groot. A <laughs> favorite character in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Stark. Tony Stark.
2: Yep. Well, Rocket is a very close second.
0: And now that Spider-Man's part of it, I got to say him. Ooh, good but, point. But... Right up there is, to me, the best cast by far has been Robert Downey Jr. Because he is Tony Stark.
2: Yeah, again, he's he's the glue of that whole yeah, they franchise. They just need to let
1: him be Tony Stark and not Mopey Tony Stark anymore. Yeah. And then... And he, he, I,
2: I, I just came, just flash, boom, lightning. You know why he was Mopey Tony Stark? Wrong
1: comic book. What? <laughs> this guy got it. <laughs> All right. He said, boom, lightning, flash. Oh. ah uh. Okay. That's gonna be <laughs> such a bad movie. <laughs>
2: yeah. Unfortunately. I love the Flash too when he's not just screwing up the timeline. Anyway. I like him. Um, Tony just needs
0: Pepper CW. back. CW. Yeah, he does. No, we, we haven't have seen, seen her. He, he yeah. needs. He needs decade. that.
2: You know, he needs that Pepper loving, and he'll perk right up.
0: Yeah. A uh, favorite movie, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Maybe, like,
2: every time I think about that question, because I've gave, given it some thought leading up to this podcast, my first thought is always Iron Man. But then, like we were talking about, there's the Avengers, there's Guardians. It's really hard to pick one over the other. I guess I guess it'll always have to be the 08 Iron Man. Iron
1: Man, um, that was a cool movie. Yeah. It was practical. It was practical. It was down to earth. It was kind of... The signature superhero. But if I had ever had to give some more props out there, Thor and then um, like Guardians.
0: Guardians 1 would be my all-time favorite. Right under that would be the 08 Iron Man. And Avengers would be number three.
1: Oh, wow. I forgot about Avengers.
0: Um, thing you're most excited to see through uh, the, these next few movies, because we've got... Spider-Man and Thor this year, and then the following year we've got Infinity War and Black Panther is somewhere in there. Yeah, Black right? Panther's in there somewhere too.
2: I mean, Spider-Man for me, like immediately Spider-Man. I I'm interested to see what they do with Infinity War. You know, it, it'll be what I'm hoping for is they just jam everyone together, jam Guardians, jam the Avengers, jam um, you know if we have quote unquote mutants not mutants but kind of mutants the Inhumans Inhumans you know well that Inhumans is going to be a show mm-hmm. you know I don't I don't think we'll get that but even like what wouldn't it be awesome if we got like Daredevil and Punisher
0: and you know because there's something we haven't even talked about yet there, there, is the Netflix shows there is
2: a there is a cosmic Daredevil are they connected to the yeah mm-hmm. yeah it, the Netflix that, shows
0: are in the Marvel Universe oh, so it, they didn't take the DC route
2: right Although Marvel can't make a cartoon to save their life. And when they do, they cancel it after a season. But anyway, it Infinity War, you know, you can't not be excited about that. But for me, Spidey. Yeah, the most convenient one. I
1: would like to see the skillful setup of Infinity Wars. Like I'm afraid if they don't do something in these final two movies before Infinity Wars comes out, then I think we're gonna see something maybe a little bit more Age of Ultronie, you know, where it's like like you said I don't know they're gonna to have to be very skillful in how they slam everybody together
2: hopefully you know? the last ten years of movies will be enough if they yeah. if they don't tell the story right hopefully it'll be enough um, but like, I mean it's the MCU sir like it's
1: yeah and my and I know that they have to take two movies for it but I just hate doing the two movie things except for the only the only one that I thought did a really great job at it was the last uh, Harry Potter movie I yeah, they mm. they were. I thought they were able to do enough action in the part one to to offset you know the the climax in part two. But the only I just g- look at eh. movies without a part one, part two, and it's.
2: What do you mean the the Twilight, part one, part two is amazing? Those movies don't
0: exist in my mind. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I don't think you've watched them but Bill have you watched any of the Netflix shows except for Jessica Jones I watched them all I haven't seen Luke Cage or Iron Fist yet and I've heard it's mostly mixed. I've heard yeah. mostly good things about Luke Cage very mixed things about Iron Fist Daredevil was great Iron Fist
2: is just super slow but there's some really great fighting scenes and that's all you really want to see but it's it's just super slow it takes like nine episodes to get going um, Luke Cage is actually kind of the same way. But it's it's a different story, so it's more about back alley politics than about Luke Cage. I think, um, but I, same problem with both shows. Like, it's just too slow. Like in Luke Cage, nothing happens for thirteen episodes almost. I feel like, at least in Iron Fist, things are happening. Yeah. But yeah, to your point, Daredevil hands down the best. You know that first season was it just got more and more brutal with every episode. And, and then when we got to the Punisher in season two, like, you know, they were just great. Although, you know, I love Rosario Dawson. Mm-hmm. When I first saw her in the first daredevil season, i was like, this is amazing. Get some Rosario Dawson, you know, but she's kind of sleeping around the MCU. Now, you know? little bit, yeah. a little bit,
0: yeah, a little bit, a little bit, a little bit, a little bit. Anyone who hasn't watched the Netflix shows, I highly recommend them. They're a lot more adult oh, yeah. than the movies. Oh, and yeah. I say a lot more. It, it's Just, R. Yeah, it's, it's definitely they're, an R. They are hard Rs. But, but to me, I like the Netflix shows more than most of the movies. Oh, in yeah. My opinion.
1: Especially The Daredevil. I got a question for Derek. Okay. All right. Will the X Men ever come back? Ooh. We didn't talk about X Men. To the Marvel. Yeah, I kind right of here.
0: dropped the ball on the X Men round table. Well, they're I mean, not really
1: MCU, so it's fine. Yeah, well, I mean, I wanted, but, to, but my I wanted question to do is, one will for Lego. Will they, will they come back?
0: Is it bad that, in my mind, it's kind of pointless now? Well, because, because Hugh Jackman and Patrick Stewart are I think not.
2: There, there's one saving grace, though, and I forgot to mention this. They can still link um, Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver's parentage To Magneto. If they really wanted to, they could still link it. They've already shown that he followed at least one child. You know, there's, yeah. there's more to his life between um, Apocalypse and the first X Men movie we've got in 2001. Is that
0: when it came out? Uh, 2000, 2001. The like timeline's changed so yeah. much now. That's why it doesn't matter. Yeah. I mean, th- this is what I think they should do with. X-Men if they're not going to bring it back to Marvel. Which to answer your question I think eventually yes but it will not be for a long time. A long, long time. I think it's because
2: it's so unfortunate for fans and and even for Disney for that company Marvel was failing. Marvel is, is actually a failed company. People don't realize this and to get out of their debt they sold they, all their rights. They sold all their rights to all the studios before Marvel Studios existed and then when their stock rose, they started Marvel Studios. Disney bought them, and we're in the MCU. So it's just super unfortunate that they had to sell off. They sold off what X Men, Spider Man, Fantastic Four, everything, right? Hulk, anything with any kind of value, they sold off to the to the highest bidder.
1: Yeah, I I look at it, and Derek, you can throw your two cents in on this. I think we'll see a sharp decline of the X Men without. Hugh Jackman holding together a lot God, of people. I imagine it. Hugh you've Jackman's got, Wolverine with Tony Stark. That, oh God.
2: But that is my favorite Marvel movie. Yeah. Not MC, it's not an MCU movie, I get it, but it is my favorite, almost my favorite movie. Deadpool? <laughs> Deadpool too. Logan?
1: Deadpool's up there too. Logan. <laughs> Logan, yeah.
2: Logan
0: Logan was unbelievable. But Logan is one of the
2: best films I've ever yes. because seen.
1: Because he's he's gone now. Like there's no there's no going yeah. back and putting him in there. We've already Still saw what apocalypse.
2: God, I just watched Apocalypse a month or two ago. It was such garbage. Don't you mean Ivan Ooze? Yeah. Although I loved um, what's her nuts as a um, Psylocke. Olivia Munn. Olivia Munn, love Olivia
1: Munn. So, does the does the short drop now to to X Men? You know, you they've got Deadpool. So good, yeah. But Deadpool was great. Is there not going? It, will will deadpool lose its luster without without being connected to the MCU? without being connected yeah
2: i think he'll get connected there's they had a fight so hard to get that first deadpool made and now that it's been made and they see it's um that what they had to do to make it success, successful which was a really good deadpool movie i think the studio will probably just let them run with it and i think i think from a business standpoint they would agree to let Deadpool into the MCU, but at the same time, can Deadpool go in the MCU? That's true. Do we really want to? Like, I would love to see Deadpool in Infinity War. I don't know if he's part of it personally, but it'd be great just to see him jammed in there. But does he fit? Because they're all PG thirteen movies, and you can make him PG thirteen. You're just talking about one character as opposed to a whole universe. But do we do we want to make that sacrifice? Or do we want just solid Deadpool standalones?
0: What I picture Fox doing with the X-Men universe, this is what I would do. Because they've already announced that they're doing the Dark Phoenix, which I don't agree with. But I would hold off on any of the traditional X-Men movies for a while. I would ride the Deadpool wave. You could do, I think, two more Deadpool movies. Easy. Yeah. And then you've got new mutants, which, sure, why not? But I would honestly wait a while, and then I would restart the whole X-Men franchise. And They, ha- could,
2: they could have a whole Phase 4, Phase 5 to go into Avengers versus X-Men. That's true. And you, you, you've already established the main catalyst character for that story, Scarlet Witch. Scarlet Witch is the whole reason AVX exists, because she destroyed all the mutants.
0: I just, it just wouldn't be the same without Hugh Jackman. Like I, I could picture... Yeah. Hugh, imagine Hugh Jackman with Robert
1: Downey Jr. It all comes back it to It would that. be so good. Well, it's the, what's going to happen to Iron... Well, it's going to happen to all the Phase 1 superheroes after...
0: At least one of them will die in Infinity War. And I fear that it will be Tony Stark.
1: But do we see a decline in in that because the the characters that we are all accustomed to the building blocks to that whole entire thing is characters like Tony Stark, Captain America, Thor. Like once you start removing those people from those Yeah. Does the whole thing I think does it, it does. does it does it collapse? Yeah. And that that's the sad or, part is you even, I
0: think it'll be a slow collapse though. Yeah.
2: They eventually have to leave this behind and start oh, yeah, and, and start something new. Now I think maybe Homecoming is the beginning of that. Because it's MCU but it's not you know, it's an offshoot movie. Not like Thor and Cap was. Thor and Cap was like we talked about phase one, it was a building block. Homecoming is not a building block movie. It's a standalone movie. We we don't have to have a standalone Spider Man movie, but I'll take it. So, I think Homecoming is the start of that. And I think Thor Ragnarok is the decline of it.
0: Could be.
1: And I I think just ultimately it will become too. Yeah, because Robert Downey Jr. is not going to do it forever. No. Chris Hemsworth isn't going to do it forever. No. No, All those people, you know, at the end of the day, they're just actors, you know. And And eventually
0: they'll want to move on to something else. They're not
1: going to want to do it. I mean, mean, it will. You could almost sit there and say the same about Christian Bale. Didn't want to do it, you know? And yeah, when put, when it came time to get everything started for them, it didn't kind of work out. But I don't know. I, I, I'm just wondering if all the characters that they have, like the Ant-Mans, the Black Panther, and all those these new characters, brand new ones that are maybe only one or two years old, you know, the Doctor Strange, are they are they the ones that they're basically saying, it's going to be up to these characters to carry the mantle? And And if if it is, they carry it without.
0: Yeah.
2: And if it is, the reassuring thing about that is we've seen they can do that through Guardians. Like we said, Guardians of the Galaxy, no one knew who they were and it worked. They made that movie work. So if they have to do that again with new characters, I have faith that they can take Black Panther, you know, all those characters you just said. The newer ones and jam them together in another ensemble movie, and it'd be good. Or at least not terrible. You know, we're never going to get Avengers again.
1: Yeah. Do you ever think the universe is going to get too wide?
2: Now, well, something else they can do, and they've been doing it in the books, which might be in their back pocket, actually, now that I'm thinking about it. Same characters, but different people. Like, it's been terrible in the books, but like, um, Iron Man's a a college woman now. Yeah. For example, you know, so passing of mantles is what I'm trying to say. That's what I'm trying to say. If they pass the mantles down, it might be less of a blow. But at the same time, it might be kind of, how much more are you going to get out of that? You know, you're stretching it pretty thin. You
1: you go from having a a Coke to a Diet Coke. Yeah. You know, so it's it's like, okay, it's still, you know, Thor.
0: But it's not.
1: yeah, really. Thor's a one now, too.
0: Yeah. I don't know. I mean, in my mind, the whole thing has to end at some point. When? I have no idea. Because even if, say, the cornerstones of the MCU, like Tony Stark, Steve Rogers, Thor, they all leave after Infinity War or the sequel they can still ride that wave of success for the next couple of years. So the MCU is not going to die anytime soon. Well, let's look at it from
2: another franchise standpoint too. One of the longest franchises
0: I can think of is Star
2: Wars. They're telling new stories with new characters, new actors. They're bringing the old ones back a little bit for a sprinkle, but like the new trilogy and Rogue One we got going on right now, it's all new and it's just as good if not better.
1: I would I would throw in the same amount of doubt into that, with telling. All right, so for instance, I'm not excited about the Han Solo story. I don't think anyone is. No. And so my my fear about that is, yes, they they brought in these new characters and these new stories, and they're going to take, but they are still very much dependent upon. Oh yeah. The original characters, and we've already seen now one die in the series and then one obviously out of the series and how that is going to happen. And then ultimately what's going to happen once Mark Hamill's not going to be there. Like, is it going to, and I think that's where it comes back. The question is once you take out those, because star Wars hasn't given up those yet. Why? Because we still got Darth Vader and rogue one mm-hmm. take out, all the pillars and does it keep going? Probably not. Is the question. Probably not.
0: Uh, that's, a, that's a tough question to answer. Maybe we won't have to find out for another 10 years. Yeah, let's hope not. Last question. What does the Marvel Cinematic Universe mean to you? <laughs> I always got to end it on that question.
2: I know, it's fine. I got it. That with great power. <laughs> Comes great responsibility.
0: Excelsior! That's better, Mr. Waldron.
1: For me, I don't know. It 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 marks like a a complete shift in the not just in in the world of cinema. I mean, you, you got to think like we're always a blockbuster culture. Don't get me wrong. We've been having blockbusters for ever. But to sit there and say, you know what, TV does a great job of stringing things along together. Let's do it in movies. Like that's that was a pretty innovative concept, you know, for them to sit there and say and have the ambition, the, um, um, I can't think of the word, but the but the drive to th- sit there and say, all right, we're gonna do what it takes. To make sure that Robert Downey Jr. is with us from here to there. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, you got to sit there and say, like, to have the conviction—that's yeah. was the word I was like—to sit there and say, all right, we're gonna, we were gonna plan these things a decade apart, and we're going full steam ahead, and we're gonna do it. You know, yeah. Like, to me, that I got a, a tip of the cap to that. Um, you know, and and. They're, they're successful. They're successful movies. And I think they're successful on their own. And I think it'll be a fun thing to look back, especially as we get older and we, we enter probably our twilight years uh, down the road, to look back and sit there and say, hey, let's go back and watch you know, yeah, watch so Iron let's, Man. Let's go watch Iron Man. Let's watch all right, let's watch all the Avengers back to back to back, you know, with grandkids or whatever. Yeah. I think it's going to be a, a, a cool thing and it will be a lasting legacy, uh, no matter where the Marvel cinematic universe turns.
0: Yeah, I would going off of what you said, I think it kind of changed the way that movies tell stories because we had, I mean the concept of the shared universe was there. But it was never pulled off like this. Because you, you'd think, you know, back in the day when, uh, when Batman came out, you would have never thought that eventually we'd get, you know, a, a Superman movie or, you know, and lead into a Justice League. Just like with Marvel. We never realistically thought that the Avengers would, would get done. And seeing that was a huge thing. Like, the Avengers wasn't just a big movie. It was a big event. Because it was something that hadn't been done before,
1: I think what it did is it took Easter eggs to a whole new. Yes, like, you know it's it's you always sit there and you look in some of those uh, some of those other movies and you're like, oh, you find this little Easter egg that Batman is 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 in the same universe as the Superman and it's just this yeah. one little thing in there. But this took it to a whole new level. It was coming out there and blatantly saying, hey, all this is connected, and we're going to show you how.
0: Yeah. Well, on that note. That does it for another roundtable. Thank you guys once again for joining us. We'll have to do another one soon. So long, true believers.
1: All right, now this will be my moment to talk about the
0: DC Universe. My thanks again to Adam and Bill for another fantastic roundtable discussion. These have become arguably my favorite thing to do with this podcast, is just to get together with friends and talk about a topic that we all love. And we'll definitely be doing more roundtables in the very near future. And speaking of the near future, next week's show, I'm going to be doing another Facebook Live Q&A. It'll be Monday night, uh, probably around 9 30, 9 45 ish, depending on what time the Wahoos are finished playing baseball. So be sure to follow me on social media on Facebook. Uh, just search for the Derek Diamond Experience. On Twitter, at D Diamond Podcast is the show page. My personal page is at Derek underscore Diamond. Instagram is at D Diamond Podcast as well. Uh, Just follow social media to find out when I'll be doing the Facebook Live Q&A. If you can't make it to the Q&A, the audio will be posted for next week's episode next Tuesday. And I believe that does it. So enjoy the rest of your week. Have a safe and fun weekend. Thank you for tuning in to another amazing episode of the Derek Diamond Experience. I'm your host, Derek Diamond, and we'll see you guys back here next Tuesday. listening to a nerd cave network production. Are you looking for new original music? If so, you should check out my close friends, the Unicorn Wranglers. The Unicorn Wranglers are very important to this podcast. They're a local indie rock band based right here in Pensacola, Florida, and they supply the theme music that you hear at the beginning and end of each episode. And the song you heard today is D-Rock from their upcoming album Thundersnow, which will be out very, very soon. But you can check out some of their past music on Bandcamp. Just go over to Bandcamp.com and search for The Unicorn Wranglers. And you can find Murder Mystery Night, 95 Flannel, and their EP Atomics for free. That's my favorite four-letter word, free. You can also follow them on social media. They're on Twitter and Instagram at Wranglers. Search for The Unicorn Wranglers on Facebook And finally, be sure to check out their website, unicornwranglers.com.